The bye week is over. It's back to work. And is there anything left to play for in these last four games? Well, let's discuss on your Daily Commanders update for 11 December. Let's go. Greetings and salutations and welcome to your Daily Commanders update here on Ref the District. I am the stoner. I'm back. And we are back here on the Believe Network. Super excited to be talking to you today all about the Commanders. Make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate all of you. Share with all your friends. we got some great stuff to discuss. There's only four games left, right? So that's a, that's, that's a lot to think about. Is there anything left to play for? Should they be tanking? Should they be trying to lose to get a higher draft pick? They sit at pick number four right now. They could possibly get to three or two. Most likely not, probably at four. But is there anything left to play for? We're going to talk a lot about that for sure. We're also going to talk about the Montez Sweat comments that he had after the game where he took a shot at the commander's culture organization for sure. That makes a whole lot of sense. We're going to talk just very briefly about whether or not you'd want Mike Tomlin as head coach. Spoiler, spoiler alert, you do. And then we're going to get some updates from Ron Rivera's press conference today where he talked, you know, mainly jibber-jabber, but some injury updates, one big one, and then uh, some uh, other updates as well. But before we do, just got to remind you that Bet Online is a major sponsor of ours. We love them. And Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online should be your number one source for wagering news, for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile mobile access anytime. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And if you are worried about a gambling addiction, make sure you get help for that. Okay? We don't want anybody to have any sort of issues. Look, I've been gone for the last two and a half weeks, uh, somewhere about that. Uh, I've paid attention, of course. Nathan has been keeping me up to date on the Daily Commanders update. Last week was a bye week. We took a week off. It was a bye week for the Commanders. It was a bye week for Ref the District. But we're back. We're stronger than ever. We're bringing you daily content every single day. Today, tomorrow, Wednesday live, 7.30. Thursday, Friday, game preview on Saturday. We're back for the Sunday game, live play-by-play reaction, all that. Starting it all again in the next week with your instant reaction, your your uh, day after reckoning, all of that. But let's get into the meat of what we want to talk about today, which is, is there anything left to play for? Let me bring this up real quick. I know I'm going to probably botch that. Of course I did, but let me uh, fix it real quick into the film session. Here we go. What's left to play for? Well, there's actually a lot of things left to play for. And I understand people want to tank and want to lose to get a higher draft pick. But there are some good stats that I looked up about draft picks in the last 25 years. So first of all, and I and I put Sam up here. Why did I put Sam up here? Two words for you of why there's something left to play for. Sam Howell. This was against Dallas last year in week number 18, game number 17, when Sam Howell finally got that start. And what happened? First of all, you beat Dallas which is what you want to do. You'll always want to beat Dallas. 
You went into the offseason with a positive thinking after having won your last game. Didn't necessarily translate into a winning season this year, but that's always good to do. Uh, what, what else did that do? It opened Ron Rivera's eyes. He was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize I had something in Sam Howell. Now, he may be the quarterback of the future. He may not. We're going to talk a lot about that this last month of the season. Uh, but that's that's what you have left to play for. You have an evaluation of the potential of your starting quarterback for the next 10 years. The success of your franchise weighs on whether or not Sam Howell is the guy. What you're going to do in the draft, whether it's four, three, two, five, even possibly. Are you taking a quarterback? Are you taking a left tackle? Are you taking um, a, a defensive edge rusher? What are you going to do there? These last four games are going to help determine what you're going to do. So they're not tanking. And if you want to see if Sam Howell is the guy, you want everything available to him. You want all of your receivers. You want all of your running backs. You want your defense to be at their best. I get it. Don't kill me for that. I understand what I just said. But the point is, you want everybody playing as well as they can so that Sam can have at least the all the tools necessary to determine if he's the guy. So that's a huge, and just all of the evaluations of all your players going forward. You're going to look at these last four games. How did they, how were they professionally? How did they comport themselves within the locker room and with teammates? All that's going to, that information is going to be passed on to the next regime. So they're playing for future. They're putting things on tape for potential future employers, whether it's here or in um, uh, with another organization. There's pride. There's professionalism of who they are as players. And as fans, don't you want to see your team fight every week? Why do we want to see our team go out there and get steamrolled? Isn't it embarrassing what happened against Miami? Isn't it embarrassing what happened against Dallas? And you want that to continue? Have some pride in your team. Let's not let's not root for our guys to get steamrolled and be a laughingstock and to have pre-planned celebrations for the other team. You got the Rams coming in at 6 and 7 who are fighting for a playoff spot. Not coming in. We're going out there, but you know what I'm saying? They're at six and seven and they're fighting for a playoff spot. Don't you want to ruin their season? Don't you want to ruin Sean McVay's ability to get to the playoffs? Why do you want success for them? Don't you want to ruin the potential of San Francisco winning, um, uh, winning a division or winning the uh, buy in the first round of the playoffs? Don't you want to ruin Dallas's chance to win the NFC? Don't you want to, uh, if Aaron Rodgers happens to come back against uh, when you're playing the Jets on Christmas Eve, don't you want to ruin that? That's what you play for. That's what these last four games are about. You go out there and you try to win. And then some of these guys got contract incentives for performance. So they're going to want to go out there and try to meet those so they can get some more money. So the whole point is you there's always something to play for. In this particular case, the biggest reason, of course, is Sam Howell. You have to get these last four games. 
beginning of the year, you're like, I don't know if he's the guy. Then he had this hot streak, and you're like, okay, he's the guy. Then he has the cold streak the last few last three weeks, and you're like, maybe he's not the guy. You need those next four weeks to figure out if he's the guy. And by the way, if you have questions if if he's the guy or not, at the end of the year, he's not the guy. I don't know. I was the guy who said at the beginning that said he's not the guy. And then all of a sudden in the middle, I'm like, oh, he's the guy. And then now here the last few weeks, I'm like, maybe he's not the guy. So you need these last four weeks. You want him to have all the tools necessary. You don't want excuses. You don't want to see him play bad and say, well, uh, Terry was out the last three games for injury and Jahan uh, sat out the last few weeks and and Brian Robinson uh, wasn't 100%. You don't want all of that stuff to cloud your evaluation of Sam Howell. So you want him to go out there and play well. And if he plays well, you have a better chance to win the game. That's what it's all about these last four weeks. There's no chance for playoffs. We get that. But there's certainly the opportunity to go out there and play well and evaluate the talent to get ready for next year, whether these guys are going to be here or not. And, and of course, whether or not Sam Howell is your quarterback, which is the basis for your entire offseason on what you're going to do in the offseason, in the draft, and in free agency. It all depends on Sam Howell. So let's see what he does these last four weeks. Okay, next thing, we're going to show this video from Montez Sweat after this week's game. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like uh, just waiting on the season and, and kind of. But here it's like uh, – Every week, you know, it's, it's a new challenge, and people want to play for the for the man beside him. That's that's what I'm here for. I'm gonna play that again, and especially here at the very beginning. Where I came from, it was, you know, what I'm saying it was kind of like a uh, just waiting on the season and, and kind of. But here it's like uh, every week, you know, it's it's a new challenge, and people want to play for the for the man beside him. That's that's what I'm here for. So what he's saying is. Basically, where I used to play, guys are just trying to get through the season. Now, look, is he right? Probably. Are guys in Washington trying to get through the season? Probably. They have about the same record. The Bears have won five games, Washington four games. But the Bears have won three out of their last four games. They're feeling good over there. He's with a new employer. When you get fired from a job, which is basically what happened when they traded him, he got fired from his job. And when you get fired, don't you, in that new job, don't you look at all the positives? And then when you have some a little bit of success, you feel good and everything's good and everything's good. Whereas at your previous job, everything was not good. So I get what he's saying. It was a bit of a cheap shot for sure, but I understand it. He's probably right. Over here in Washington, it's been four years with the same guys, basically the same coaches, and they're just playing out the string. So I get it, what he's trying to say. I wish he hadn't said it. It just doesn't make you look good. And again, this goes back to what I'm saying when you want to win because you don't want these guys making fun of you. You don't want the Montez Sweats talking about you like that, saying, oh, it's it's a disaster over there. 
Well, if you win some games, he can't say that. So go win some games, Washington Commanders. Uh, all right, so the next thing, let's uh, move on to um, uh, Mike Tomlin. Some talking back and forth about whether or not you'd want Mike Tomlin uh, to come to D.C. to be the coach in this reboot in, as we go into the next season. Let me just say this about Mike Tomlin, and love to hear what you guys would have to say. If Mike Tomlin became available, you want Mike Tomlin as your head coach here in Washington. One billion percent. Mike Tom, Tomlin is class. He's a winner. However many seasons he's been there, he's never had a losing record. Think about some of the teams, at least in the last few years that he's had, with guys like Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett. And now he's on, what quarterback number is he on now? I mean, he just wins. They've lost their last two games to two horrific teams. I get it. But he has what's called a track record. And it reminds me a lot of Andy Reid when Andy Reid was in Philly. And Andy Reid couldn't get over that hump. And the last two years just went downhill. And his last year, he was 4-12, and and they fired him. And now, all of a sudden, in Kansas City, he's the greatest coach ever. Well, Mike Tomlin did get over that hump. He has won a Super Bowl. And I think he would be great here. Would I pick him over anybody? No. There are some young up-and-comer guys that I would take before him. But if Mike Tomlin showed interest in coming to Washington – That's a guy you want here. Mike Tomlin is my kind of coach. He holds guys responsible, but he will always have your back. And he's a great coach. And he is the same type of coach that Ron Rivera is and that he's a CEO type coach. Offensive coordinator does the offense. Defensive coordinator does the defense. Mike Tomlin stays in the middle and he oversees everything. That's the kind of coach I like. I know it didn't work with Rivera. I know some of the successful coaches are also play callers on either side of the ball. The, um, uh, you know, for example, Andy Reid that we just brought up, he calls the offensive plays. McCarthy in, in, um, in Dallas calls the offensive plays. I particularly don't like that myself, but that's just, uh, that's just a personal opinion. Mike Tomlin would be great in Washington. That's what I'm saying. Um, And then last topic here, uh, we just got to talk about injuries real quick. Uh, It was just announced here before this recording uh, from Nikki J from the Washington Post. As you see right here, Commander's linebacker Jamin Davis will undergo shoulder surgery for an injury he suffered against the Miami Dolphins per sources. He'll go on IR, ending his season early. Well, that's disappointing. Jamin has improved. He's become a good linebacker. He's going into the offseason where the team has to decide on whether they want to pick up his fifth-year option. Whether or not he played these last four games, they weren't picking up his option. You don't do that for linebackers. Last year, I believe there was four or five linebackers that were drafted in the first round in 2020 who were eligible for their fifth-year options. Not a single one got their option picked up. Not because they weren't any good, but because you just don't do that with linebackers mostly. Now, I think maybe maybe there's some, um, some 
context to that. I think maybe Roquan Smith was in that, and he ended up getting a big contract after he was traded to the Ravens. I think there was something to that effect. But the whole point is you're not picking up fifth-year options on linebackers, especially not guys who are just good linebackers. That doesn't mean they won't sign him to a team-friendly deal eventually. But next year, he's under contract. This is for 2025 on whether you're going to pick up that option for that fifth year. So 2024, he's there. He'll be there next year. And so now he's going to have the surgery, and hopefully he uh, recovers from that. We'll be in a new uh, regime next year and a new defensive coordinator. Maybe they can take advantage of his skills, his athleticism, his speed, because we know he has that. Maybe this regime just didn't utilize him properly. I mean, he was playing inside. He was playing Mike most of his rookie year. He played some Mike this year when Cody Barton went out. He's a will linebacker. He just is. That's where his strengths are. Um, But we'll see what happens in the offseason. But he's definitely gone for the rest of this year. Jamin Davis is having surgery. And then they had updates on these guys here. Brian Robinson, Emmanuel Forbes, James Smith-Williams, Derek Forrest, spelling mistake on my part, Sadiq Charles, all of them are going to be reevaluated tomorrow when everybody's back um, for a walkthrough and team meetings and all this stuff tomorrow. Some guys were back today, but they're going to reevaluate medically all of those four, those um, those first five that I mentioned there. Um, most likely B-Rob will be good to go for this week. Those other guys are going to be reevaluated. The last guy on the list, Ricky Stromberg, um, he is he just had surgery. He's out for the rest of the year. We don't even know if Ricky Stromberg's the starting center going forward as a third round draft pick. Look, we could have we could do uh two hours of content on this regime's draft picks and free agent signings. Abysmal all the way through completely abysmal, but we'll save that for another day. So I just want to get you guys updated uh, on all of that. Of course, there's still a lot left to play for. You got four games left that starts uh, this week against the Rams. Everybody's back. We're back to the NFL uh, week number 15. Can you believe we're already down here? Is it 15? So they're four and nine. So that's 13 week. 14 is the bye week. Week 15. Goodness, we're already in week number 15. Um, So we got, again, we've got you covered all this week on all the doings for the Commanders. Tomorrow, Daily Commanders Update. Wednesday, live show. Join us, 7.30. We have a special guest for you there. Thursday, Daily Commanders Update. Friday, Daily Commanders Update. Saturday, game preview. Sunday, live play-by-play. After that, your instant reaction. And then uh, Monday, day after reckoning. Tuesday, and we keep going until the season ends because we love this team. We love bringing you the content. Again, make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate everybody. And until next time, be a fan. Be a fan.